My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. What episode are we on? Welcome to episode 19 of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, Bruce Corey in studio in Jersey City. And I- Steve Buscemi. <laughs> He doesn't have a mic, though. Yeah, but he is here. How you guys doing? Not bad. I'm okay. Thanks for asking. No one really asks. I mean... How are you? I care about you. Thank you. Um, I'm good. Thanks for asking, Joe. You're welcome. Um, I saw Uncut Gems, and I never really want to place a bet again for the rest of my life. uh, You've been really absent on the Action Network. Yeah, I just had to take a little bit of a break, you know? I was, you know, too much daily stuff... But uh, I'm back. I'm, uh, Is that about uncircumcised penises? No, it's a Jewish movie. Uh, so, well, no, Jewish people have uncircumcised. That's, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. No. yeah. So yeah, yeah. They they historically, know. have circumcised penises. Yeah. I can't believe this topic came up two weeks in a row. <laughs> in yeah. a way, you guys are still rapidly. not ignorant about it. In a way, I guess it is about. No, it's about cut gems. <laughs> and uncut dicks. <laughs> um, but yeah, sports gambling movie. Um, pretty topical. But uh, I'm back I'm, and, and ready to attack this uh, conference championship NFL NFL slate. All right, let's go. Um, Should we talk about what happened? What happened? King Joe over here. Oh yeah, uh, I've been, I've been hot. I've been hot. Yeah, what are you, 8-0? 7-1. 7-1. The fucking, fucking two-point conversion killed me in the Seattle game. That was, uh, I lost it by the, the half a point. On the, uh, you, you put my record wrong on the Instagram. Yeah, I know. I deleted it and then okay. fixed it. Right. I made you worse. Right. Yeah, no, I was better. No, you were worse. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, in terms of the total NFL playoffs. Well, you were three and one last week and then one and three this week. Yeah, right? you said I was three and four overall, oh. which is a lie. Yeah, no, you said he was three and three, and he's four and four. Four oh, and four, yeah. 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 So still, give me some yeah. credit. Give me some credit. Expose yeah. him. So he went, no, no, yeah, no, I, he went from 500 to 500. Yeah, but, like, with an extra VIG lost. So, like, you gained a VIG in that transaction there. Um, so, We could talk about the NFL divisional round for just a second. I want to harp on, uh, I don't want to harp on. All right, on that's it. Things, um, you know, not, try. not a lot of surprises. I guess the, t- the Titans... Probably the biggest surprise. <laughs> Not a lot of surprises. Titans beat the best team in football. Yeah, but it's, you know. The Tannehill Titans. Yeah. But it's like playoff Lamar could be a thing. The Ravens just kind of um, came out sloppy to start the game. And, and the Titans are a team that. Of destiny. No, I just think they're a team that plays with leads very well. I mean, you they just, they just run the ball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tannehill throw the ball like. 18 times or something like that but it's it's uh he doesn't have to he does his job what, yeah. do you, what do you want i'm not saying it's a bad thing i actually think Tannehill played very well yeah. in the game um despite his lack of statistical prowess but i think that the titans are a team that if you let them get out ahead in a lead it's going to be a, a problem yeah. yeah i hope he goes to the super bowl i hope he wins the super bowl and throws for under 300 yards total in all four games <laughs> I, yeah, I want to see like how many like yards Derrick Henry can just rush for every game. It's, I, it's crazy. I personally don't want to see the Titans in the in the Super Bowl. I think okay. that would be like just not a 
you know, not a com- well, not as much of a compelling game as yeah. like if it was the Chiefs. And you have money on the Chiefs, so That's I will <laughs> I will say it's very <laughs> odd or different that most Dolphins fans I talk to or know we're all rooting and on the Twitter sphere we're all rooting for Ryan Tannehill as opposed to like, hey, why don't you do that when you were here? It's more <laughs> of like, hey. That's our guy. Yeah. Coming. I feel like I feel like it's because like you had so many people on the Dolphins that just like all of a sudden got They're all good. in the playoffs. Yeah, they're all in the playoffs. <laughs> they all got good and it's like oh you got it's not them anymore. It's the coach. Imagine really imagine if they were all on one team, how good that team would be. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like uh sounds Can like, only imagine. Yeah. Damn. How good were they that year? Uh, whatever. <laughs> Seven and nine, probably. Uh, Joe's Seahawks finally met their uh, demise. But, you know, they were frauds the entire time. Yeah, I wish that they got past the Packers just because I just I don't really enjoy watching the Packers play football. But, um, oh, well, Packers probably going to get their asses handed to them against the 49ers this week. But let's we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll start with um, the first game. This is the 3 o'clock game on Sunday, and we touched on the Titans a little bit, but they are going into Arrowhead Stadium. The line is Chiefs minus 7.5. The over-under is 53. It's crept up again. Uh, not not a huge bet-to-money discrepancy. 60% of the bets on Kansas City, 55% of the money. 65% of bets on the over, 59% of the bets on uh, – 59% of the money on the over. Um, you know, I, with these bets, I think, you know, since this podcast is being, is coming out Thursday morning, um, we'll, we'll have to pick the seven and a half. Um, you can give any bets that you like, but in terms of just picking against the spread, we're going to keep the seven and a half because that's what it seems to be, seems to be sitting at. Um, what's your thoughts on this game? Uh, I, my play is I, I'm taking the Titans plus seven and a half. Um, I think they're they're playing very well. Uh, I think that they can continue to run the ball uh, effectively, um, even against the Chiefs. And I like the under here too. Um, you're getting it over that 51 number. Um, it's I, I'm kind of surprised that the number keep. It's it's kind of interesting because the number keeps moving up. Um, creep creep. The like the sharp money is still on the under. Uh, but obviously, like there's a lot more points and or there's a lot more bets on the over, uh, probably just because of the Chiefs' offense, realistically. Um, and but Andy Reid is very profitable as an under at uh, at home, so mm-hmm. that's kind of that's the play I'm taking. Under uh, 52 and a half is what I got, but it looks like it's at 53 now. So you're going Titans plus seven and a half under 52 and a half. Yeah, I was very confused. Yes, by your explanation. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Go Terry, ahead. what Hello. do you think? Uh, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for the Tannehill Titans. I hope he can break 100 yards on a playoff game. That'd be really cool. I'm happy he's getting his due, and it would be awesome to see him play in the Super Bowl in Miami. Also, think of it this way: if he wins this game and the Packers win their game, and the Titans win the Super Bowl. Ryan Tannehill will have bet or will have beaten Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers to win the Super Bowl. That's that's incredible. <laughs> it would be it, I would I would feel like my son won the Super Bowl. Um, but in terms of this game, 
I am going to take the under at 53. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Joe said, first of all, as Action Network has pointed out, outdoor unders are 77, 58, and 4 historically. So it's hits at a 55% rate. For those who don't know, Kansas City Arrowhead Stadium, it's outdoors. Uh, and then Andy Reid unders at home. Uh, hit it a 60, uh, 60% clip, 36, 23, and 1. Uh, the Titans have shown that they will try to control the clock. The classic strategy when you're playing against a superior offense, you know, keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes, generational talent, who <laughs> scored 28 points uh, in, what, five minutes? That was insane. Yeah, I no, a, I, I mean, literally took a shit and came out, <laughs> and they were winning the game. Yeah. It was yeah, so, strange. I missed the incre- whole thing. I missed everything. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Like, people talk about, like, Bill O'Brien not going for it on, like, whatever, fourth and one or whatever. Let's yeah. just talk about the Chiefs score 28 points in five minutes. Like, that's well, insane. I think the the decision to fake punt it was... just. Well, I think the, well, com- yeah. the combination was insane. Yeah, well, no, like, don't I, go for it on fourth and one on like their 35, but then go like fake punt it. So not even with your offense, with your special teams. Well, no, I, I think it's fine if you kick the field goal. I'm um, just getting points. But I, I given ten, uh, Houston, Kansas City the ball in their own territory, well, yeah. they're already full well, momentum. Um, there's no plan with Bill O'Brien. Like he no. just went for the punt because he was like, "Oh man, I probably should have went for it earlier." He well, like he has no plan. He just flips yeah. a coin. And, and I like, do oh, feel yeah, and I do feel bad for Texans fans because you know there was hope that Bill O'Brien would be fired if they lost the wild card game. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, oh, he's won the AFC South however many times and however many years. Now he gets a chance to really see if he can go to the next step. But he's already kind of shown that he doesn't have the coaching acumen to really bring the team to another level i mean he's got a generational talent at quarterback and they address some of the offensive line issues trading away picks to bring in laramie tunzel but it's like they're in a weird spot now where they probably have kind of peaked with the coaching staff that they have right now and it's going to be interesting to see how they um address that going forward but how how far is your arm getting that butthole chin You think you go up elbow, maybe wrist, forearm, full forearm, forearm. I feel like it depends on how girthy your forearm is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think a lot of the bulk and then the hook of the elbow, it's going to stop right yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I'm going to take the under at 53 Titans. I, you know, Vrabel, much better coach. I think he'll be able to slow down the Chiefs a little bit. Um, so, yeah, Derrick Henry's going to run the ball a lot. Take the under. I am personally terrified of the over under because I mean the Chiefs scored 51 points last week on their own. Um, I think the Titans can score points. Uh, they have a lot of big play potential with AJ Brown. Um, they've shown that they can score points when they want to, um, and you know, taking into account the playoffs, they're actually in DVOA terms the second best team in the playoffs. I think the Chiefs win this game. Um, but I am just, I don't know if the game script that everyone's thinking, um, is going to, to play out. So I'm going to stay away from the over under. I do like the Titans plus seven and a half because I just think the chiefs defense is while it's better, it's more improved than the chiefs defense we've known in the past. 
I think that the Titans, um, you know, can keep this game close. And I, I, I picture like a, a 31, 20, 27 kind of game yeah. um, where there's a lot of scoring teams can move the ball. Um, so I'm staying away from the over under, but I am taking Titans plus seven and a half. Yeah. Um, any prop bets you guys like? I know that uh, points bet is running a promotion where you can get Derrick Henry to score a touchdown at any point in the game for and plus pass. one and passing counts too. Uh, for plus one hundred, um, it's, yeah, normally I mean, min- it's normally minus. It's normally minus two hundred. I'm going to take that minimum bet. Uh, our maximum bet on that is a hundred dollars. Um, so that's that's a bet that I would look at because you know Derrick Henry's had this otherworldly playoffs and the Chiefs haven't been good at stopping the run this entire season. No. And it also depends on if Chris Jones is going to play. Yes, that's yeah, also a big that's question big mark. Factor. He didn't practice. But I mean, it's kind of one of those things. If the Titans are within the five within the five yard line, they're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry. So he's going to get his chances, I would imagine. Um, the other thing is the weather for this game. It looks like it's going to be sunny, um, but it's going to be the coldest week of uh, the winter, I believe, in Kansas City. Temperatures in the 20s. Oh, um, really? So, yeah. Oh, you're going to get fucking red-cheeked Andy Reid on the sideline. <laughs> oh, and, my God. Uh, I'm so excited. But the winds are right now. It doesn't look like rain or anything, but it looks like the winds currently are projected to be around 10 miles an hour. It starts creeping up to maybe 15 or so. It, you might start seeing a better game script for the Titans, who are more run-dependent than the Chiefs. Um, but it also could help us with that under bet, too. Uh, I would love some more win for the under. Yeah. So... Uh, and, oh, Big red Andy Reid, fucking Kool Aid guy on the sideline. Yeah, like especially because like he's got all the the red gear too. It's great. I love it. So yeah, we're all over Titans plus seven and a half. Um, anyone brave enough to take the money line? Uh, I like want to. Well, I said last. I don't know if I'll take. I'm going to think about it a long time. But I might. I might take the Titans. Um, there's also uh, interesting stat by the Action Network. Uh, since the 2003-2004 season, when the spread is between minus 7 and minus 8.5, regular season favorites are 4-16 and 1-24 and 1, 77% straight up, while playoff favorites are 24 and 10, 70% straight up. Um, so it doesn't really help us there, though. But uh, it seems like the interesting thing is, like, with th- this game and also with the next game, um, which I think uh, – might be valuable since it's another it's like seven point spread is uh it kind of helps you with the te- like potential teasers moving mm-hmm. forward um i will if if there is one prop if you had if i had to take a prop i might take or i would take ryan Tannehill to score a touchdown four and a half to one rush for a touchdown last week probably going to be moving around the pocket like you said yeah they're probably going to have derrick if they're inside the 20 derrick henry's getting the ball you'll probably see some bootlegs out of that especially inside the 10 so you know bootleg right dives into the end zone touchdown don't fire me up one time don't hate it um moving on to the next game the 640 game this is the nfc championship green bay packers at thirteen and three, playing the also thirteen and three San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this line is also at seven and a half. Levi's Stadium out in Santa Clara. Forty-five points is the over under. Um, 
What are your thoughts on this game? Allegedly, the Packers are the worst 13-3 and team, according to the Pythagorean Theorem. Or second worst team, according to the Pythagorean Theorem. They're not Behind the Colts, 1999 Colts. Can you put in the clip of the guy uh, with Michael K talking about the Pythagorean Theorem? <laughs> That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accountants now in baseball. Uh, what is it? The Pythagorean theorem. The Pythagorean theorem says that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem says that the what? Giants offensive line, that their record should be two and all. When I talk to that, when I talk, when I talk Pythagorean theorem, I sound like that? No. Oh. The people that trust the oh. Pythagorean theorem, okay. the people that listen to the Pythagorean theorem, the people that sit there at their desk, that only know the naked body through National Geographic to do the math to come up with the Pythagorean theorem. That's what they sound like. They're thank you. Got it. They're nine and one, I think, in one score games this year. So I know we've. I think we've talked about this before uh, in regards to what was the Chargers would be like twelve. It would have been like thirteen mm-hmm. three or something have like that. Have you just flipped all the games? Yeah, and I mean that's like literally the opposite of the Packers, basically. Um, I don't think that the Packers are particularly good. I think that they even last week, like I don't know, like the Seahawks just. I think you know they didn't they didn't not win that game, but um, the Packers did not look particularly good in that game either, and the Seahawks aren't really good. Packers just don't realize that the game is sixty minutes; they just play thirty minutes usually. Yeah, I know. Like you had said to hammer the Seahawks second half, and we I think we did that. I felt like the biggest gambling genius last week during that game, or <laughs> I bet big on the Packers first half. <laughs> And the second halftime came up. I went on FanDuel, and the Seahawks were one and a half point, uh, one and a half point favorites for the second half. Tried to get it in, bumped up to two and a half while I was betting it. Still sent it in, and they covered by like thirteen points. Yeah, that was a that was a great last. So then I took that genius and rolled it over to the national championship game and lost all my money. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so I mean, I like I like the Forty ers here. I think that they are at a, seven and a half. I I'm trying to think if I want to bet like the seven and a half, or if I want to kind of do like a money line type of parlay with the Chiefs or something like that, or like same game parlay or something like that. But I'm I'm all over the Forty ers here. I think this game's a blowout. Yeah, you think that it's a repeat of their previous matchup this year? Pretty much. Yeah, I think that. The 49ers, they're, they're faster. They're more physical. Um, when you watch their defense play, it's like I don't know how a team could score more than, like, 20 points against them. Um, like, and in, you know, last week they played the Vikings. Um, they had pretty much only gave up one touchdown, that one-on-one. To Diggs. To Diggs. Yeah. They immediately benched that cornerback, <laughs> and then they shut out. Pretty much, they dominated the entire game. The Vikings had like five first downs through, you know, pretty much up until the last drive. That was um, like garbage time. Yeah, and the Packers really just don't have other offensive weapons besides Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Like you know what's coming for you. Well, it's like any team that can consistently get pressure with just their front seven and not bring in blitz. Um, their their front four with D Ford now coming in there, match with Bosa Buckner. Um, I think that they have the best, you know, defensive trench game 
in the NFL, and I think that they're going to be able to control the game. They're going to be able to stop Aaron Jones. They're going to be able to neutralize everything that Rodgers does um, on the field, and I think that their defense is just, you know, all time pretty much. You guys aren't afraid of Alan Lazard? I think he didn't get hurt. Did he? I think he got hurt. Lizard man? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got hurt. Um, I would bet Niners first half. I would bet Niners minus seven and a half. I would bet Packers to be the lowest scoring team of the weekend plus 115. I would just hammer pretty much. I would bet. I would throw in a parlay with same game parlay. Niners first half. Niners money line. Niners spread. Niners defensive touchdown. I just think it's going to be <laughs> a, a blowout. Wow. Just everything. Yeah, Lazard is questionable with an ankle Damn, injury. Damn, that changes the game. <laughs> changes my bet. I think this team knows knows that they're better. Um, they had the they had the bye. What about? They came in fresh. They dominated the Vikings. Yeah. And well, that know, first quarter was close. I was feeling confident in the Ocean's sports book. <laughs> I watched the bar. five I watched minutes of that game, and I was like, why did I bet the Vikings here? Yeah, I watched that in Philadelphia, and it was kind of nice. No, by halftime, I was it. on the craps table. I couldn't watch anymore. Yeah, I, I felt so you. stupid. So don't make that decision again. Um, I think that this is going to be a blowout. I think that you know the Niners' defense holds them in check. I think that Shanahan is going to have a game plan, whether that be – a lot of play action with Garoppolo, or they just run the ball down the Packers' throat. I think that they're going to be able to do pretty much whatever they want. Might even yeah. do an alternate spread, tease it up to like 13 Nine and a half. half. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I mean, I think that this kind of falls in line. Like, there's uh, a stat uh, the Action Network gave that underdogs of a touchdown or more are 37, 26, and 1, so 57, 59% against the spread in the playoffs, including 9-2 and two against the spread in conference championships or later. But I think that what you're looking at here is you're looking at um, a Packers team that's just not – like it's DVOAs hated them all year. They're not good. Like your Pythagorean theorem or wins theorem, they're like the second worst all time. Um, I think you're looking at a great opportunity to take uh, – a team that's very good and dominated them already once this year. And you're not even having to give up in the double digit point territory. So uh, I think the Niners are really the bet here. A few things I'm just going to throw out at you guys. Tough yeah. to beat the same team twice in one year, mm-hmm. especially at home. Well, that's not true at home. Yeah. Um, what about the Jimmy G factor? Little nerves. He didn't look great. He did not. I don't think he has to look good. I don't think he has to look that great. I mean, he looks like he looks. He looks <laughs> he great. He looks good. He yeah. didn't play great. Okay. Now he was I a little nervy, a little jittery. <laughs> um, I I mean they're they run the ball very well too. So I don't think I think they're going to get out to a lead rapidly, and then they're going to be able to lean on that run game. All right, yeah. I mean, well, I'll give you my my bet for the game. It's going to be the Niners minus four in the first half. Uh, it's minus one fifteen on FanDuel. I think that's the only place it's minus four right now. You can get it, you know, some more vig. It might be worth it to keep it there to go to three and a half. Um, but I, I dove deep, Dominic. How the, deep? The fan of the deep dive. Elbow deep. Probably elbow deep into Bill O'Brien's chin. Um, and the Packers, Packers average, um, six or 12.7 points per game in the first half, Mm -hmm. 
But when you dig in a little more, you oh, get out the shovel, keep maybe going the backhoe. The Packers averaged 16 points in the first half at home, only 8.4 on the road. So they're not a great, they're a different team on the road. They don't score as many points. And if you look into it more, they've scored 67 points on the road in the first half. 45 of those points came in the first quarter. That's 67%. So I don't recommend a first quarter bet because that's, you know, dependent on who wins the coin toss. Um, so the, the, the team that gets, the team that receives first is going to get more possessions generally. Um, so we don't know how it's going to shake out, but you know, the Packers do hang around in the first quarter. Um, but then it just seems to fall apart in the second quarter or, and they, they don't compete in the first half. They have a minus three, they average a three point differential at halftime on games on the road in the first half. And if you want to take a super small sample size, that means absolutely nothing. In the first half of football games played in the state of California this year, the Green Bay Packers have scored zero points. They scored zero points against the Chargers. They scored zero points against the uh, 49ers when they played earlier this year. So I don't think that... I don't love seven and a half just because, I don't know, it's Aaron Rodgers and you don't know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter. They could be losing by... 21 points and he just scores two garbage touchdowns to come back and cover um but i do like the 49ers minus four uh at home based on that um they also have a top five defense in the first half according to points per game eight 8.4 points uh the packers defense gives up 11.1 that's a point and a half more than they give up at home um, so I just think that there's some value in the first half, 49ers, that's what I like, that's how I feel. Don't let me down, Jimmy G, you beautiful man. An interesting, so... Also of note, you can get the 49ers at minus 121, minus 7 on uh, DraftKings right now. So you hmm. can buy that half point, which so, I think I'm going to do. So officially, official bets just rattle them off again. Uh, Niners minus seven and a half. Uh, Niners minus four first half. Titans under fifty three. No, I'm oh, not yeah. talking about. I'm just talking about this game. Oh, Niners minus four and a half or minus four first half. I'll do Niners minus four first half. Oh, Niners bitch. minus seven and a half. You're welcome for all those stats. And then, uh, no, I just love the deep dives. An interesting bet that I'm definitely going to place is that points bet is running a promotion on the McGregor Cerrone Cerrone fight, which is this Saturday. Um, The girl from Brooklyn? The girl? Wasn't she in the Brooklyn movie? What? The R people get that one. Motherless Broken? No. Never mind. I'm sorry for interrupting. My bad so, joke. This McGregor fight, I'm not the biggest UFC guy, um, but I think that, you know, from what I've seen from people who I trust, McGregor's going to win this. I don't know how he's going to win it, so I'm not going to say on, on what to do as far as knockout, as far as submission, all that stuff, the rounds. But. Points bets running a promotion that's at two minus McGregor is minus two eighty six. 
they're running a bet where every time somebody bets McGregor or like every 200 people that bet every 200 people that bet McGregor, they bring the point down minus five. So it's going to wait till it gets as close to the fight as possible. Exactly. So right now it's minus 270. If another 200 people bet it, it's going to be minus 265. Another 200 people bet after that's minus 260. So I'm going to wait until Saturday you know, midday because the fight's at 11 Eastern time. And I'm going to parlay whatever the line is with McGregor with the Niners money line. Can you even do that? Yes. Are you sure? I like that. I'm looking at it right now. Don't cross the streams. Minus 270 (laughs) McGregor, minus 345 pack, um, 49ers money line is minus 132. So hopefully that gets to close to plus 100 as it is, um, as it can get. And I'm going to just fire, fire. Away Why wouldn't you just away. do it now? It's because the, the McGregor's gonna, odds are going to get better. Yeah. I don't, but you're just, you realize that they pay out whatever the odds end up at, right? Oh, do they? Yeah. Maybe you should oh, read the rules. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just well, wait know. and watch, this is the classic. So, this is the classic dilemma of our society: is everyone just watches and no one does anything. You just wait so, for other people to do over it again. So yeah, it's a, it's the it's a story about the lady that gets stabbed in the city and everyone watches out their windows and Genevieve. no one calls the cops. <laughs> yes. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Keep going. I don't know if it counts <laughs> if it counts for parlays though. Uh. I don't know. Read the fine print. So that's something I will. I, will I just asked ask. you, and you said yeah. Well, no, I know I read that for like this. I know for single bets, obviously that makes sense. But I don't know if they're going to retroactively plug in for the parlay bets because it's not you know, it's a yeah. little bit different. I get it. So, um, um, you know, I just think that Niners put the Niners in with everything. I'd be shocked and appalled if they lost. Yeah, I'll be surprised. If they lose, expect a group FaceTime afterwards. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We wanted to see Daddy's tears. One t- <laughs> during, during the season, during our super contest with, on DraftKings, uh, it was the late game, and Dominic really wanted to bet the Patriots, and I was in no mood to fight with him. It was against the Texans. I was like, yeah, sure, we can take them minus three and a half on the road. And they lost, obviously pretty handily and i just woke up the next day to a text from dominic just saying i'm shocked and appalled (laughs) (laughs) so you've been shocked and appalled i don't get shocked i don't imagine if imagine if you bet the other way on that game where you would have been in the super contest i don't get shocked and appalled very very often if we're talking super contest these Packers game, Packers games in California. We were on the yeah, Packers we in were. both of those California we were. games. It was bad. Um, the Titans and Chiefs played like week eleven or week ten, and uh, we were on the Chiefs. Titans beat them. Um, so you know, we could be millionaires. We could be. Yeah, but we're not. But alas, we're here. Yeah. But alas, we're shocked and appalled at the <laughs> amount of money in our bank accounts. <laughs> um. Anything else on this uh, NFL? I know that some some sites are doing promotions on um, or not promotions, but they're doing bets with all the games. Like I said before, Packers lowest scoring team plus yeah. one fifteen. Here, um, I have a question. Yes, why do I not do a six point tease of Chiefs Forty uh, ers I think if you talk me out of it, I th- I hate. I mean. 
I would do it the other way and do Titans, Titans plus. Why? Because I'm, I'm afraid of the Titans. I really am. I'm afraid of this this run. I'm afraid of the destiny. I'm afraid of the metrics that say they're just as good as the Chiefs. Say so you're afraid of Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I'm afraid of Ryan Tannehill. Yes. I'm afraid of Derrick Henry. Watching Derrick Henry it's and Lamar awesome. Jackson really play, awesome. <laughs> play in the same game, it was literally like watching two mutants, like two monsters. Yeah, he does. He is a kind of a monster. It's insane. I think the craziest thing, like with any of the pictures that you see of Derrick Henry just next to anyone is just insane. It's like the uh, it's like the Hall of Fame guy next to people. It's just enormous. That's what Derrick Henry looks like on the football field. So since you talked about that tease, give me your give me your Super Bowl matchup. The matchup. I, the matchup I want to see is the 49ers against the Chiefs. I do have a lot of Chiefs futures uh, every free bet i've gotten from promotions after like week 14 i've just been putting on chiefs to win the super bowl mm-hmm. at various odds um so i'd rather them see the packer play the packers because i don't think the packers are good and i think they would blow out the packers which FanDuel has the line at four and a half chiefs favored against the 49ers they're minus the chiefs are favored minus two and a half um so I, I think I would go Chiefs 49ers because that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My heart, I might want to see Ryan Tannehill and the Titans win. <laughs> I know. I, I, I feel like whichever team comes out of the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. I don't. So um, I, that's the way I look at it. Uh, so I don't know. I want to, I, I agree. I kind of want to see the Titans do it. Um but I think you're gonna. I think we're gonna see Chiefs 49ers. Um, Chiefs 49ers as well. I, I disagree with that that sentiment about the AFC team. I really do think that the Niners are the best. You know, that it was them and the Ravens, best teams in football. Um, I know that Terry's not a big uh, Kyle Shanahan guy. Uh, Twenty-eight-three against the Patriots. He did that. <laughs> conservative play calling he made me into our patriots another patriots super bowl when i didn't have to so a little bit of a redemption story niners i think no are, i want andy reed talk about redemption stories give me andy reed super bowl guy deserves to win a super bowl it'll be a captivating super bowl if that's if, if that is indeed the matchup so i mean like if you're looking at that right now like i don't i don't know because right now if you go on the fan duel they have like uh, terry was saying they have some prospective odds for the super bowl are there any lines that you see right now or like or is there a matchup that you think you'd want to see the line for and then maybe lay the money right now and then if it if that's obviously not the match you get it back but yeah because like know. 49ers chiefs is like minus two and a half I just said chiefs that. yeah so i'm saying like would you take it yeah probably although i mean it depends because i have futures on the chiefs so it could be a hedge situation yeah but yeah, yes I, I would i would take it yeah. go ahead dominic you know, I, I'm not really – I don't think those lines will change too much. I think if it's Chiefs 49ers, I think you'll see it around three, um, two and a half. And it'll be uh, – you know, I'm more interested in, like, the over-unders. Yeah. Which aren't posted yet. But um, Gatorade Color. What was that? Tales. Oh, Gatorade yes. Color. I love How that one. The national Anthem is – uh, what song Jennifer Lopez sings first? How much the U.S. paid for the military to be there for a big commercial? 80, what? $86 billion increase. Worth it. Speaking of military and speaking of politics. Oh, boy. 
Do you want to do this, Terry? Uh oh. Not till it's official. Okay. We got we got a me and Terry got a good old. Uh, We're cooking. We got We're a political cooking prop bet cooking. We're sending uh, proposals back and forth, but I think we got a pretty fun bet. Um, we'll tease it for people. We got probably gotta do it by the next episode because the Iowa caucuses are in. Uh, yeah, we'll go over. It'll right. make more sense to do it next week. Okay. Can't All right. Wait. So very. Excited. With that being said, we'll post the uh, football bets on the uh, on the socials. And uh, it'll be a it'll be a fun weekend, but it'll be fun if I win money. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't care. I don't have any futures in for these Super Bowl teams. I have the Chiefs. How did you not take the Chiefs or the Forty ers I just didn't. Ooh. Oh, okay. I have Chiefs five to one. Um, pretty I, hefty, pretty hefty bet on Chiefs five to one to win the AFC. Yeah, I don't. I did not like. I don't like lay into NFL futures the same way that I do with any like NBA and MLB. Didn't producer Corey have some uh, Niners futures? Niners action, baby. Oh, mm-hmm. what odds? I don't even remember. To be totally honest, it I was love preseason. That. I love that. Oh, but preseason? They're yep. probably pretty oh, good. Oh, shit. That's got to be good. Can't you check? I mean, uh, you have a phone. Yeah, why don't you just tell us what those odds are? I mean, you don't have to do it right now. You can tell us. Uh, on, on the end of the break. We'll on the s- other end of the break. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, we'll so we'll like take now. a break. We'll come back. We'll talk um, some MLB, whether or not Carlos Beltran is going to be um, martyred for his role in the cheating scandal. Martyred. Burn him. And uh, we'll be the one martyr you believe in. Which though. Joe has some NBA stuff he wants to talk about. Um and uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. But on the end of the break, we'll see you. Dan, I'll take him out of here. Book him. All right. We're back, and we're going to talk a little bit about the MLB cheating scandal. I know, Joe, you've been watching this as a pissed-off, sad um, Yankee fan who feels jilted about how they lost and are just trying to find any way that – Yeah. They didn't deserve to lose because they were playing a team that was cheating. Yeah, wait, no. It's yeah, like it's we used to do Me Museum, yeah. but you're you're you and all the other Yankees fans are the crying women. Like, and then and I'm gonna add to it. You're clutching your 26 world, 27 world championships, and you're yelling at the cat, which is Alex Cora. Car- it's uh, Rob Manfred. The cat <laughs> is Rob Manfred, and you're the crying women. Thoughts. On the meme? Yeah, cry some more. I think that was a good... Like, Terry has really done a lot of developing uh, since this pod has started, and the fact that now he's creating his own memes is very impressive. Yeah, just, just, def- just deflect from the fact that... And uh, I think it's like, you know, it sucks. Um, it sucks that there are... Uh, that there's controversy in baseball like this. I would hate for my uh, organization to have just hired one of the main individuals of this. Well, I think that... that- now Dom's the screaming woman. Screaming. <laughs> yeah. He has great ideas. <laughs> Going into this, I think the only people that were pissed off or really cared about this were like the Yankee fans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a little. Like, do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah. I didn't really know what was I going think on. There were like individual players that were like mad. Um, yeah. I, people that suck. And like probably like Dodgers fans, to be honest, too. Oh, yeah, because that's why Clayton Kershaw can't win a playoff game. It might have been. Yeah. might have been. Okay. But, um... It's, it's, yeah, and the Astros and banging of a trash can are the reason why Dave Roberts put Clayton Kershaw in in the eighth inning two days after pitching. <laughs> thinking it's a good idea. Yeah. 
a bad idea. Um, no, but go on. No, I just think that uh, it's. It, I think it's interesting. I think that it's interesting that I think the more the bigger development is really uh, the fact that MLB won't go into they won't name names for the players, um, but then because of the players association realistically, and then you have one guy who retires and Carlos Beltran, they're like, well, we'll name him. Well, no. let's back so, up a little bit. Give me like a thirty second synopsis of the scandal. Uh, basically the Astros were, uh, taking cameras, pointing them at home plate, uh, getting being, they were able to decipher the signs, whatever they were. And they were relaying the signs of whatever pitch was being thrown to the batters with some sort of noise or whatever, like bang trash cans, whatever that was. The interesting thing was the splits for the Red Sox or for the Astros, uh, in the 2017 season when they were home versus when they were away were dramatic. I mean, like Altuve batted like a hundred points higher. Gaddis batted like a hundred points. All their main guys batted like a hundred points higher at home, uh, which is where I think they were really saying this, this was able to be done because they could put cameras uh, or additional cameras all mm-hmm. over the place. And who, who was involved? Um, they, the only names that they're naming are really the manager, the bench coach, who was Alex Cora, and then uh, they've named Beltron, um, but they're not naming individual players at this point in time. Uh, so the interesting part is then Cora leaves, goes to the Red Sox, they go win a World Series, and then now they're being looked at. So uh, it seems like they're all. Everybody wants to point the finger at Cora uh, right now, but there's no confirmation that Cora used these cameras while he was with the Red Sox. Not yet. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, but it it's definitely interesting because you know like you see that the Red Sox have now fired uh, or mutually parted ways with Cora. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely interesting to see. Because it's like what I don't know what baseball thought they were going to do. I guess this is the most that they could do. But realistically, if you're a team and you haven't won a World Series or you're in a small market, you're going to try to get any edge that you can. Like the banner is going to stay up. Mm-hmm. So and they're getting all the money. Like a five million dollar fine's nothing, and you already won a World Series. Yeah, no, I, it's so. definitely like you can't retroactively say that they didn't deserve to do X. You know, they didn't deserve to win or yeah. whatever. Um, I think that the punishment of fire, I think they lost two draft picks too, but just baseball, four, yeah, so it doesn't, really, mean it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing now is recording this on a Wednesday night. Come this podcast coming out on Thursday morning is the Beltran situation. Cause now it looks like there is pressure being applied by yeah. certain figures in the media saying that I, like I saw an interview with Mark Teixeira today saying that, you know, the Mets have no choice, but to fire Beltran which I completely disagree with. Um, I don't think that the Mets should fire him. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if they do fire him, but it's kind of like he's being singled out, like you said, as the only player in this yeah. thing. And it's like, you know, what he did was not what he was a member of the Mets. Like, I don't understand why the Mets should take a stand against, you know, having like morals. But did, but did he have like a more active role in facilitating this cheating? I think I have not looked at the report. Basically what they're, I think Ta- what they're saying. Explain it to me like I'm seven years old. Basically, I think what they're saying is really that Alex Cora is the guy that made the decisions to do this, kind of orchestrated it. The players were obviously, there were players that were in on it because they're reacting to it. They know, like somebody's hitting trash cans or however they were making the signs, but 
a lot of it they were saying originated with the bench coach. And then there was the interview but, people but, dug up about Cora saying, you know, when he was a member of the Red Sox after the Yankees swept them in London, after the Yankees hired Beltran to be a special advisor, Cora was like, "Oh, you know, this was you know, yeah, Beltran, I mean, which is just uh, Beltran was Beltran's like the biggest acquisition they got, wink, which is just stupid because it's like and then he that's like, his that's his buddy, like you know, yeah. it could just be him shouting out Beltran. I saw that those it could not. It was very subtle. It was very sly. Well, it was interesting, too, because, like, immediately before that, he was talking about how the Yankees just beat the shit out of them. Like, they were just better. But then he goes and says that. But then, I mean, baseball has said that the Yankees are not being looked at for this. I want to know who he was looking at in that interview because he was looking at someone who was in on that joke. It was probably Beltran. I was probably in the room. (laughs) And then it was just, like, recorded. And now it just looks terrible. Oh, I think that it's just... I, I it could be the most innocuous like innocent thing of all time. If Beltran's in the room and he's like, "Oh yeah, they got Beltran," and like that's like <laughs> the biggest thing thing yeah, they got. Yeah, like yeah. just saying, like just patting his buddy on the back, and people are laughing because Beltran's in the room. That could very well be what's going on. Yeah, I don't. You know, the Mets are saying that they're going to take their time in making a decision. They're going to look and maybe do a little more due diligence, see if anything else comes out, because you know. The only real thing that they could say is like, okay, they lied, you know, Beltran lied to us or lied to the media in saying that he had nothing to do with it. And then the report comes out that Beltran was involved in it. Yeah, like I get the whole, like, I I understand the Red Sox point when they fired Cora because they're like, he was clearly implicated in the first report. It's just kind of a matter of like, well, when is he going to get punished? Mm -hmm. Not if. Whereas Beltran, it doesn't look like, I don't think he's going to get punished really at all. No, the report actually Um, explicitly states that the MLB is not going to hand down you know, punishment to the players. players. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I just, I think it's kind of crazy. I mean, the way the culture is now, everybody wants people to react in such dramatic, like, fashions, I feel. I don't think that that's really necessary. Like, the guy, whether he made a mistake or not, whatever it was, I mean, you don't, he's start, trying to start a new career. I don't think it's necessary to do that. Right well, now. I think it's like, it, it's like, slow media week yeah kind of thing and like the new york city wfan talking heads have nothing to talk about when it comes to new york sports yeah. because the team like no one really talks about ever, hockey yeah. giants and jets suck nothing's going on with them like Knicks the Knicks nets suck the nets suck. are yeah. bad or nets aren't really doing well or no one really cares about the nets anyway so it's like all they really have to talk about and fill airtime in the off season with other teams is like putting this fake pressure on the Mets on the yeah. Mets and saying and like having, you know, 55 year old dudes call up to the fan and like argue about Beltran being fired. Yeah. It's like, they're kind of creating their own firestorm and like it's being flamed by just people. And yeah. have nothing really. Well, and the best part is like these people that are calling in, like saying like, Oh, like this is cheating, blah, blah, blah. Probably had fucking like pine tar on their hats and were spitting on the ball. Like, like yeah, that was loud, but, but like if what made you a good high, like if you were hired to be a good coach be, and people thought you were a good coach is essentially because you were a cheater, and then now everyone knows you're a cheater. So then you're not really a good coach. Yeah, I think. The well, cool, my, why would you keep that? The cool, <laughs> my, my take on it was like Beltran is like that's like a mold of Belichick kind of thing where it's like looking for edges everywhere you can get, like trying to skirt the rules. Like I, I welcome that as like a Mets fan. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Time out. You're yeah. now Belichick apologist. So wait, no time out. I. Before we get there, you're you're comparing a first-time manager who hasn't managed 
any anything before to a <laughs> the greatest <laughs> football coach <laughs> to ever live. Yes. Okay, just wanted to clarify. Notorious football coach. I think the other thing. Well, is- it's like he he was Beltran. I mean, we could read between the lines. He's obviously the ringleader here. Like, like him and Cora, I guess. Yeah. He goes to Houston and wins a World Series in Houston. Then goes to the Yankees, and now the Yankees win the division for the first time. So I think you know the yeah, Yankees I, that, fans really have yeah, a lot to worry about. That's the MLB. Yankees win the division. For the first time in like Jesus seven, Christ, eight you're years. Such a fucking Mets fan That's sometimes. ridiculous. Yeah. Thing. Um, I think the bigger the, the reason I think Core is and the Red Sox are kind of going to get more fucked is because the Red Sox, like there was an issue with the Yankees and the Red Sox in 2017 regarding I think it was like an Apple Watch or something was in like the dugout, but the Red Sox were already like put on notice in 2017, like just don't fucking do this. They get a fine. Then they hire Cora, who comes from the Astros, who are implicated in this. And then Cora brings that over to the Red Sox at, uh, the year after that they were fined um, for not exactly the same thing, but like on a lesser scale. So I feel like they're going to get hit harder. Um, but I don't know. So here, here's the thing. Let's say worst case scenario. Beltran gets fired. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick gets fired. Wait. <laughs> Bill Beltran gets <laughs> Bill fired. Bill Beltran. <laughs> Who do you want to be your next manager? Besides let me Alex throw Cora. Out, let me throw out some ideas. One, we could go with Uncle Terry. Let's bring back Terry Collins. Safe, old, boring choice. Would not ignite the fan base. Um, Terry Collins has been a little more endearing because he has that video when Syndergaard got tossed um, when he threw at Chase Utley in like a Sunday night baseball game. Oh, and Chase was, Utley's a dirtbag. And he was so Chase Utley broke Ruben Tejada's leg in the playoffs um, with a dirty slide, and then the next year comes back, Syndergaard throws at him, and then immediately gets tossed in like the third inning. And there's Mike like Terry Collins has been kind of like this folk hero in the Mets now kind of posthumously after he gets fired because he fucking blows his shit. Um, if Dude. you haven't seen the video, it's it's one of the greatest videos of all time. Um, it's the ass in the it's jackpot. Really video. Not ass in the jackpot. That's where that comes from. He's saying our ass oh, is, really? you know, the umpire huh. is screaming at him saying our ass is, but Terry Collins has kind of become endearing. I think the fan base actually would, would be okay with that. Okay. And uh, he's also stayed with the organization. He has a role. Okay. What about Bobby Valentine? But he has to wear the glasses and the mustache that he wore that one time the entire time he works for the Mets. What do you think about that? I That would be cool. Okay. Next, a more business decision, Bobby Benilla. You have to pay him anyway, <laughs> so why not make him work? <laughs> to 2013, 2036. That was, that, was, that was a good dick. That was a good dick. I'm not going to lie. Um, good job. It was, uh, I, I think that ter- it's going to, it would be Terry Collins, would be Louis Rojas, who's been like their kind of analyst, um, cousin of Moises Alou, actually, oh. who used to pee on himself. Pee in his hands to avoid yeah. blisters. Um, but it's going to be one of those two guys because, you know, on short notice, it's like they're, you know, Beltran's already down in Port St. Lucie. Um, with the spring training stuff, and it's you know, but I think the Mets should take a stand. And say, look, MLB wasn't going to fire him. We have no real reason to fire him. Um, he's our guy, and we're sticking with him. I don't think anybody would be mad about that. Last suggestion: It's been almost 
maybe four or five decades since the last player manager. It might have been Tony LaRusa. Potentially. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. LaRusa Rose, one of those guys. Yeah. Why not make DeGrom your player manager? He already does it all anyway. We went to a game last year, Braves-Mets, where the only run the Mets scored was a solo (laughs) home run by Jacob DeGrom. So why not let him manage the team? He only works every fifth day. Yeah. That would get some headlines. That'd be cool. That'd be hip. You maybe take some... Take some headlines back from those damn New York Yankees. Yeah, maybe it'd be a way that they could pay him a little bit more since he's like dramatically underpaid for how good he is. He's better than Garrett Cole, too. He's the best pitcher in baseball. There's not a question about it. The, the Mets Who? should not be bragging about the fact that he's underpaid. Well, it's just that. <laughs> he's our Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, he's great. Oh, Who he's says he's under, un- underpaid according to who? According to, like, the ridiculous The rest of the contracts that the pitchers are getting, yeah. yeah. All right. We're talking a little too much baseball. Yeah, fuck baseball. Either way, so, but the moral of the story is bet the Red Sox under win total this year. What is it? It's 90 and a half. Um, what about some year, other win totals? Last year they won 84. I think they're going to be under this 90 and a half. I don't think they're going to be good. I think they're going to use this as an excuse to start trading off their talent and saying, like, oh, well, we had to fire our manager, yada, yada, yada. They're trying to get under the cap. Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to be gone probably by the time the season starts. Mookie Betts will definitely be gone by the trade deadline. And then whoever, who knows who else that they get rid of. But I would be shocked if they do not, like, have a fire sale of this team. So I'm, like, pretty heavily on that under right now. What um, uh, The Astros... Over it's under like, is like ninety six. Do yeah, you take that, that over? Uh, it's a lot of wins. Still. It's a lot of wins. I mean, I don't. I probably stay away from that. I might look at an A's bet though to win that division, um, potentially in like a division parlay because I think the A's are an up and coming team. They get they're very talented, and uh, an Astros team that doesn't have like a ton of direction um, lost. Uh, one of their best pitchers, one of the best pitchers in baseball, Garrett Cole. I don't think that they're going to be, be. They're not going to be better than they were last year. Um, so I'd imagine that they're going to be under. And who knows? Maybe they're going to have to get rid of all their trash cans, too. Are you going to bet the Yankees to win the World Series? I already did. Uh, I hope they lose. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go RV tripping. Choo-choo. Vroom, vroom. Zoom, zoom. Where are we going to go? Where do I want to go? And Maryland. Did you want to go to Maryland? No. Tough. We're here. This Maryland sucks. Where did we come from? That's Where are we going? Shit. Very meta question. I don't know where we were last week. It's so long ago. Oh, we bet um, Lipscomb. Lipscomb. Who's oh, yeah, they lost by one. No, we, we were in Tennessee. 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 Yeah, the only town right. I see. Huh? This isn't the worst drive. No, it's actually not. No, this is yeah. actually probably the most. We lost uh, that by half point. Most fuel efficient we've Tennessee been. Tennessee State, those bastards. Fuckers. Uh, right, Maryland, guys. I actually have a soft spot for Maryland. I have some cousins down there soft in Baltimore. Crab, crab uh, cakes. Baltimore, Baltimore, very underrated city. A lot of cool things going is it? on there. Yeah, I it don't is. know about that. Fells Point, man. Gotta yeah, go to Fells uh, yeah, Fells Point. Yeah, yeah everyone's been there. Oh, the Inner Harbor. It's really nice. I've, no, the Inner Harbor. No, the Inner Harbor. Not, I, no. Everyone's been there. Nobody cares. It's okay. I went there to visit Loyola once when I was in high school, and a student got stabbed that weekend. The best part... The best, I visited Baltimore Law The school. absolute best part about Maryland is that one rest stop that you stop in on the highway uh, the, the on Chesapeake. the way to Virginia. Chesapeake House. That is the best part of Maryland. I've dropped like... 
four loads in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dumps. I'm sorry. I'm not jerking off in public. <laughs> Producer Corey, yeah. just big house, got to rub one out. <laughs> Two holes. Oh, get out of my way. Semi-related. I used yeah. to uh, always look at the picture of Martin O'Malley when he was the governor there yeah. and see uh, maybe that's what got you a little hot and bothered. <laughs> I need, I need my Popeyes and to get off. I'm so fucking excited to be here. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always hungry after. <laughs> Grease up with some fried chicken. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So we pulled the RV into the Chesapeake <laughs> Bay rest stop. Corey's going to run in for a little bit. And uh, eight and a half. That's the line. Eight and a half eight seconds. And a half. Loads? No. God damn it. When was this state? When did this become a state? Oh, it was oh, fifth. I'm going to say Terry sounds uh, very confident. I'll, I'll book in that. Under. Uh, correct. It was under. It's seven. So Terry Damn. definitely wrong. <laughs> you said it with <laughs> such confidence. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Dom, what's the capital? Annapolis. Is your name Dom now? Oh. Uh, fuck. He still doesn't think it's true. It is Annapolis. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You really suck at the uh, state capitals. You started I out so hot. I used confident. to be so good. Yeah, you said you were good yeah. at it. It's yeah. like you're at Annapolis. Annapolis also great, um, great city, great, great little town. I went there as a kid, and my dad and I. My dad was just like walking through Navy's locker room. Antoine Fisher, great movie. Pretty sure that took place in Annapolis. That's cool. Cool. Uh, cool town. Cool. Yeah. Cool town. Cool town. Um, so the state motto is. Fatimashi parole femini. Latin. Correct. For you actually speak Latin, right? I don't speak it. I studied it. You can't speak it. Yeah, because it's dead. I mean, you just spoke Latin. Yeah. I can read it he really read well. read it. I, I used to have to record myself. That's how I actually started recording. I had to record what? myself for Latin class reading Latin in college. What? In case like somebody like, so that somebody could judge you no, on how yeah. you sounded? Yeah, how my pronunciation was with some of my uh, grade. In case you ever go huh. to the Vatican, like... I would have... The Pope would have been like, wow, this guy gets it. He might have slapped, slapped you. you. <laughs> like, yeah. I was heading to say it was going to accost the man. Jesus. Not him. Did you, anyway. see the, did you see the Pope slapping that girl? Slapping them cheeks? It was her arm, man. God damn. <laughs> oh, was did you watch the, the Jude Law Pope series? I started it. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. It was good. Yeah. There's a new one out now. There's like a new pope. There's like a two second popes. pope. It's two popes. It's, it's about two Benedict giving up no, the No, no, no. There's like another one on... Uh, no, there's another one on um, uh, HBO. Do you think the Pope yeah, gambles pope. Oh, on that sports? That's one with Jude Law. Yeah. Oh. Do you think the Pope gambles on sports? No. Why not? He's got all that money. I don't think he does. Hmm. Yeah, let me just put the That'd donation. Be an awesome let job. me just put the donation basket on. Anyway, do you want to know what that means in Latin? Yeah. Yeah. It is strong deeds, gentle words. Okay, yeah. Mm. All right. I like that. That was one of the coolest mottos we've ever had. I can yeah. get behind that. The bar is super low. Yeah. Friendship. Uh, Only Catholic colony. Some notable people. Founded by Sir Baltimore. Johns Hopkins. I smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins. Billy Holiday. <laughs> Upton Sinclair. Was that the jungle? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, exposing the uh, the cannery of Chicago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, Babe Ruth. Ever heard of him? Yeah, been to his house in Baltimore. Harriet Tubman. She's from Baltimore? Speaking of choo-choo. Wait, wait. She's <laughs> from Baltimore? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So was uh, Frederick <laughs> Douglass, another abolitionist. 
That was really funny. Hell uh, yeah. Edgar Allan Poe? Uh, no. He moved. He, he, uh, He's he moved there. Yeah. John Wilkes right. Booth, while we're on that subject. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, and then... I got I got a bone to pick here. So Francis Scott Key. That's where we're picking the bone. And he's listed as a lawyer slash poet, which explains why our national anthem sucks. Whoa, dude! It is so shitty. Whoa! Um, unpack this. Unpack everything. this. Unpack this. Okay. Yeah. I I don't want. Objectively speaking, we could have done better. Like, why did we just rush to judgment and choose that song? Yeah, I mean, yes. Should we have waited 200 years for Mariah Carey to be born? Probably. But <laughs> we're stuck with what we have. Like, when did every other country decide they had their national anthem chosen? Oh, it was yeah. probably after us when we picked this dumbass song. They were like, well, they got a song. <laughs> we should probably come up with something. And they're all better than ours. <laughs> well, Are all, they? Like, we need like to revisit this. Have you, when the Russians win a gold medal, which they can't do for the next few years, Yeah, it's an intimidating-ass anthem i'm like oh shit they just fucked us up well ours I mean, is like eh theirs is probably i don't know new. anything about theirs i would think it's gone through a few changes over the yeah years. when i originally i when you said the anthem i was playing it in my head and i i was god bless america was playing it in my head. i think and god bless america would be better no it's that's god the, save the queen that's england's national anthem. Uh, united yeah, kingdom yes. god save the queen Nah, that's a touchy subject right now, but... Yeah. She's fine. You Meghan just, Markle. You can just break She's up. the queen. Meg's it. Big what? time. Uh, Canada's stock just jumped. I know, right? They got all the cards. How about <laughs> and the, the Royals. New York and the Maple Times, The New York Times editorial of that, this is the most... Like, Canada needs this pizzazz. <laughs> and then Canadians just actually were mean to him <laughs> for saying that. Oh, my God. The one time they decided to get dirty. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, do we have a do we have a game? Do we have a game? Yeah. I was looking at it. Um, Maryland basketball. The Terps. Terps. Roy Williams are playing um, Purdue on Saturday. Oh, the Boilermakers. Ken Palm has the line at four. I imagine it would be probably four and a half, five by the time we bet it. Um, but I'm all on Maryland on this side. I think Big Ten. Parity is in full force. Maryland's a top team in the Big Ten, and uh, they're going to win at home, and they're going to probably win big. Hmm. Have you ever been to Midnight Madness? Yes, actually, because Mammoth was so bad that... Mammoth had this? Yeah, they had like a couple <laughs> national games, but they were on at like one in the morning. That's not what Midnight Madness is. Oh, I thought that's what it was when the season tipped off. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 all it's, the... it's a practice. It's basically just a hype fest. Yeah. Oh, They no. just, like, dunk and shit. We had late night breakfast. Not no. the same. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I got so excited yeah. for that. Wow. Rutgers had Midnight Madness with K-N-I-T. Wow, I-G-H. you guys are so clever. Nice, um, nice. But I never went. I went to well, I went to Mar- I was visiting my friend and we uh it was during Maryland's Midnight Madness and Roy Williams came out in like a red Cadillac. Or not a Cadillac, a Corvette. Like <laughs> it's cool. Midlife crisis. It was pretty display. boring though because they don't do anything. They just like come out. First of all, you have like 18-year-old kids on a mic just going, "Hey, what's up? Let's go Terps." It's, and a it's just pep nothing. Rally, yeah, it's, it's pretty it boring. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then they dunk and stuff, and it like lasts for like two hours, and you're just like, well, that was. We had a point. Pep ra- do this? Yeah, <laughs> my uh, my high school basketball team had a pep rally for their state basketball game. I went to a Christian school, and they were started playing. Um, that what the fuck is that? Sound? John like, six two. 
Oh, yeah. That song. And then, like, there's some, like, curse Bad words day. at the end. And the athletic director ran in. Let me clear my throat. Yeah, let me clear my throat. Was that the fastest he's ever run? And he, no, my, our athletic director was jacked as fuck. Was he? Yeah. Was like, he carried by Angel's wings? <laughs> he could dunk, like, pretty hard. And he was like a he six He could dunk? Six All one. things are possible. He was like a six one white guy. Why didn't they just have him doing, like, dunking? Um, that would have been hype. But he, can't, he, like, freaked out that there was curses about to be playing. And, uh... Like immediately cut the music and it was pretty awkward after that. But sounds like a great pep rally. Yeah, it was phenomenal. How much you lose by? Probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I would go with Maryland here. I don't know what's the line. It's going to be four, four and a half, five. I don't know if this will change your uh, assessment. But do you know where the name Maryland came from? The yeah, Queen. It's, it's got to be Queen, right? Yeah, Mary. Mary's land. Charles the First's wife. Yeah. yeah. Ew. Sir Baltimore. Ew. The Duke. What was that war about? Change your fucking name, guys. I didn't tell you. Change your name. All we got got was that shitty song. So, Francis Scott. Maryland minus four. That's my bet. I'm in. Okay. Sure. Crab cakes Um, and football. Quick, quick, inclusive parlay. Choo choo, vroom, vroom, zoom, zoom. All right. We're going back to the well. Do, do, do. Tomorrow and this night. is also inclusive parlays, a segment where we uh, pick three inter-sport bets <laughs> and parlay them together to win. So uh, tomorrow, or today, rather, the Celtics are on the back end of a back-to-back, a.k.a. an ass end of an ass-to-ass. Woo-woo. And uh, they are going to be on the road at the Milwaukee Bucks. Um the Celtics won their first matchup of the season uh, back in November by nine points. Um, but they it looks like Tatum's dealing with some sort of knee injury. Um, I expect the Bucks to cover this spread. Uh, there hasn't been one posted yet. I'm going to guess it's going to be like four, maybe four and a half. Um, I, I like the Bucks here. I think the, the Bucks have been re- very hot. Also, uh, when the Celtics don't, when they have a, when they have no rest, they're three and three against the spread. When they have a rest disadvantage this season, they're three five and one against the spread. Whereas the uh, the Bucks have the clear rest advantage. They've been phenomenal against the spread at home. Um, we're gonna ride with the Bucks here, and uh, the looks like what's the MVP front runner and Giannis here. So uh, Bucks spread, whatever it comes out to be. Also, on a side note, um, Kemba Walker uh, on the back end. Of these uh, ass to asses, he has been hitting his points over total like he was last year. Um, I like that. I like that prop in this game in particular um, because the Bucks give up so many threes. Kemba Walker does shoot a three ball pretty well. Uh, I expect them him to take advantage of that, and I think he's going to hit that prop bet. It's probably going to be about like twenty four. You go down. Um, Nashville puck line. Tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks have lost four in a row. Three of those four have been um, puck line losers. So they've lost by two or more. Losers. And then um, the Nashville Predators have hired former New Jersey Devils coach John Hines and have kind of gotten on a little bit of a hot streak here. John Hines was uh, one of our original Gautiers. Of the Ketchup family? No, different Heinz. All right, we went over that. And uh, <laughs> we are going 
to bet the Nashville puck line because they're playing at home and they're coming home. I love puck line. And uh, we'll throw some plus odds in there. Make it a little juicy. So Nashville plus uh, minus one and a half plus 125. That's my that's my pick. Uh, My pick going throwing you guys a little curveball. Oh, boy. We're going back to the NFL arena. We're taking Aaron Rodgers to throw an interception plus 125. Wow. The Packers are going to be losing. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot in the fourth quarter. Uh, Aaron's going to, if especially if, you know, our game script goes as planned, um, they're going to be trailing, like I said, and he's going to probably be trying to force the ball a little bit. He's going to be under pressure from Bosa. Um, so I, I like him trying to do a little too much, getting picked off Richard Sherman, probably spiking the ball on his face. Um, and that's plus 125. Uh, and I just think it makes sense. It does make sense. I kind of like that, yeah. And if, you know, you're at 125, my 125, Joe's minus 110. That's that comes a, out to 866. Ooh. It's a fatty. Love that. Fatty, fatty inclusives. Yeah. Thick January, baby. How you doing? Yeah, so as we close out this January, and we're in the middle of it, what do you recommend for this long holiday weekend? I forgot it was a holiday weekend, actually, until wow. right now. Um, I recommend uh, kind of staying in for a breakfast and making some pancakes. Making, uh, you know, doing... doing <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure I heard you right. You said pancakes? Yeah. Okay. Make some pancakes. <laughs> make some eggs. Make some sausages. And uh, aren't you yeah. gonna bring that? Yeah. Take. Are you, are you talking gambling related, or are you talking <laughs> just like? <laughs> Huge plans for Mr. DeLeo this weekend. <laughs> keep, no, it, to, keep, to, keep the Aunt Jemima <laughs> on the pancakes. Keep it in the kitchen. You go, to, you go from scratch or you get the Aunt Jemima like, pre-made? No, we're, I'm, I, this is a holiday weekend. We're going scratch, baby. Get the flour out. <laughs> we're going fucking scratch. Um, <laughs> get the Neosporin out. That's my, uh, that's my recommendation for the holiday weekend. I uh, also recommend, um, is this a pods and rec section? Yeah. Sure. Okay. That was my segue. It's a good segue. But, you know, I'm making pancakes um, on, on, a, on a morning. You maybe even do it for, you know, a, a dinner. Do you put crazy now. You can make um, a little do you put, um Do you put butter on your pancakes? No. I, yeah, I'm like. Psychopath. I can't. Psychopath. You, you can get fake butter. Well, um, I, no, I, I, I like. Do, I'm a big syrup guy. Yeah, yeah do syrup. both. Duh. Yeah, no, yeah. Do you put it on each pancake or just on the top? It depends. Okay. You ever make the like the hole in the middle of the stack of pancakes through the syrup in there? Whoa! Whatever uh, you do in your <laughs> personal time, I, I don't do what. It's not like it's the fucking rest stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot there. of pancake talk. After you guys are fucking laughing at me for saying yeah, to make I pancakes, mean, I like pancakes. All right, I, I've, if I've started like a pancake. Are you more inclined to eat it? No. What the what? fuck was that? <laughs> I send it back. It's not round. I want round pancakes. <laughs> why is why is there an ass shaped pancake? Someone clearly is drunk in the kitchen. Like, give me a round pancake. <laughs> what about a paper? How am I? Pancakes? How am I supposed to stack them? 
if they're all different shapes. Idiots. They're like ergonomic. <laughs> I forget what I was going to ask you now. That's that's my uh, that's my wreck though. Make some pancakes on this holiday weekend. <laughs> I also watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary today. It was released today, and uh, when? when after work. You work in a union? <laughs> yeah, like the fuck. No, People died for those breaks, Terry. You telling me you got, did you get out of work before me, and I'm a government employee? I work at five. When did you watch this? Oh. I mean, I, I didn't watch the third episode. Oh, so like the, I, I, I watched like two thirds of it. Um, but that was really all I needed to see. I just, you know, forgot a lot about it. Um, you know, a little bit less um, exciting, um, uplifting than pancakes. But I think uh, it's an interesting story. I mean, the guy played a whole entire season after killing two people. It's the second player in NFL history to play to kill you know play a full NFL season after killing people. Can you name the other? Ray Lewis. You got it. Wow. Thank you. Allegedly. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but that's my. Uh, those are my recs. All right, Joe. What do you recommend this holiday? Um, so on Sunday, curb your enthusiasm is back at ten thirty. I'm going to be watching that for sure. Uh, it's on HBO. Uh, if you haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, I highly recommend the show just in general. I think this is its 10th season coming out. Uh, there's a lot of Larry David. It's very funny. Uh, I really, really enjoy that show. So if you have not watched it, uh, spend your weekend maybe doing that um, because there's not as many games now uh, that, you know, we're coming down to the end of the NFL season. College football's over. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Um, do that. Uh, and, you know, I have a, I don't know if this is a recommendation or not, but I don't know how your thermostats are. I'm like a big recommendation of turning the air conditioning on when I go to bed. And then as soon as I wake up in the morning, I like pop the heat back on. I wish I had that option. What? Cause it gets like, it gets like too hot and cold. You know, like when I go yeah. to bed, I want it to be cold. I yeah. got the old school heating system. I have zero control. Over oh, you have a, you have a log, you have a log fire. Yeah. Not that old. Oh, okay. Right above that. <laughs> the loud, gassy kind. Oh, yeah. No, I like, like being I like being cold when I go to sleep. I yeah. open the window right above the radiator. Kind of offsets it a bit. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cold, I'm going to recommend layers. Dressing in layers. You can be... It, it's just being prepared for any situation you like can run onion. to. You go outside, it's cold. You go inside, it's hot. You go to Joe's apartment, it's cold, and then it's hot. You don't know what temperature it's going to be. <laughs> and there's just many fashion things you could do. You could wear something. You could wear a T-shirt and a sweater, and then all of a sudden you're wearing a T-shirt. I mean, I, I just the layers are nice. I like layers. Style by Terry. Yeah. I'm in. I mean, all the clothes I, I would be wearing, because I don't buy new clothes, they'll have holes in them. But, like... You are wearing that's mesh shorts. That's hip. I'm, I'm, I'm a cityite, I guess. You know, it's rich people just pretending they're poor and have holes in their clothes. Essentially, is the fashion. I think. So are you saying? Wrong. Are you saying ripped? Except those clothes? people, like people here, buy clothes with holes in them. My clothes are just like I was very fat as a kid, so I generally <laughs> wear the same T-shirts that I wore when I was 12 years old because they still fit. And they just have holes in them. They got a natural patina to them. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to get, and a lot of people strive for that. You could probably flip your shirts like at a no. high price. Oh, that like when they get like real market. thin, uh, kind of long sleeve Quicksilver shirts. They don't make them like they used to. 
I used to have this one uh, shirt that I used to. It was a, it was actually a sleeping shirt, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what happened to it. It was like when I was a kid. I think it was like did you eleven check, uh, years old. Did you check on the other side of the bed? Maybe no, it fell off. I, I have a feeling that my mom threw it out at the time. It was but like uh, a, probably it, a ninety nine percent chance that happened. It was one of those. It was like so thin that it was just like you're not wearing a shirt. But I was wearing a shirt. Loved it. It was great. But don't recommend sleeping in shirts now. Okay, Corey. What do you recommend? Um, Besides the like fucking rest stop loads. Jesus Christ. It was supposed to be a shit story and it's really biting me in the ass. Um I'm gonna recommend Psycho, the original. Alfred Hitchcock. Ooh, good. I rewatched it recently. <clears throat> That movie's awesome. Holds up? It holds up way more than I thought it would. I was just kind of tired and looking for something to put on in the background while I fell asleep. So you went, you went with that? It was just, it was literally like on. Oh. So I just oh, plucked oh. it, put it on. I was like, whatever. Fully engaged again. I was up till like 2.30. I couldn't stop watching it. There's nothing worse than that. Um, <laughs> it, it, that's the problem. I was exhausted the next day, and now I have to go into work this weekend, which is not great, and I wish Dude. I had pancakes to make me feel yeah. better. Would you stay at the Bates Motel? If you passed it, and for sure. It was sure. raining, and you needed a place to stay. I would do it on a bright sunny day. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Did you guys watch the Vince Vaughn? Was it a series or was it a remake? Of what? Psycho. No. Didn't watch. That. I haven't met anybody who's watched. I it. thought that was what. Wasn't it American Psycho? No, that's with uh, uh, Bale. That is Bale. a completely different movie. Great movie though. Yeah. Very strange. Weird movie, but loved it. Yeah. All right. So thanks for listening. Let's. Au revoir. Dom, get out of the kitchen. Come say goodbye. Make Sorry, some pancakes. Was, you asked for a strawberry or blueberry? Banana? Banana, baby. Get that syrup, baby. Big Jack Johnson guy. <laughs> but yeah, we'll post the uh, NFL championship <laughs> game picks on the socials. Stay tuned for next week. Thanks for listening to the Oddscast. Dom DeLeo, Joe DeLera, Terry Takes, Bruce Corey, signing off. Well, can't you see that it's just rain? Ain't no need to go outside But baby, you hardly even notice When I try to show you Song is meant to keep you Doing what you're supposed to Waking up too early Maybe we could sleep Make you banana pancakes Pretend like it's the weekend now We could pretend it all the time can't you see that it's just raining? There ain't no need to go outside.